Hey mamas, thanks so much for joining us. We are so excited to have you as part of the Momversation. My name is Dana and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Kayla, Sam, Shay, and Christine. On today's episode, we will be covering the much needed topic of pediatric dentistry. Oh, and uh, we can't wait to hear your take on things. Today's episode will feature our expert, Dr. Alyssa Benitez. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me, you guys. Um, we are so happy to have her help us navigate this this crazy important subject. We're so glad that you as the listeners could help could join us as well. We know you won't want to miss this Mom's Night in. Dr. Benitez, can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into dentistry and, and all the rest? Um, so I was always pre-med when I was younger. I always was drawn to the medical field, but I had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do in the medical field. Um, nobody in my family is in healthcare whatsoever, so wow, I was kind of just figuring it out on my own. Uh, my, I guess then boyfriend, now husband, we met in high school and had been dating since, so we're high school sweethearts, wow. but he's always wanted to do dentistry, always, always, always. Um, and once we graduated undergrad, he was like, you should shadow a dentist, like see if you like it, because I still didn't know what I wanted to do. And when I shadowed a dentist, I knew instantly that that's something that I felt comfortable in. It's you know what I wanted to do and helping people. And honestly, dentistry too gave me the lifestyle that I wanted being, you know, I'm very family oriented and I knew doing dentistry, I would have a little bit more flexibility schedule wise. Uh, to spend more time with family. Yeah, that's super important, especially we all get that as moms. I mean, and we get, um, you know, stay-at-home moms, working moms, somewhere mixtures in between, stay-at-home working moms <laughs> that work from home and also work, you know, we got all the different mixtures and I think that that lifestyle is important so we can totally relate to that. Um, we have so many questions <laughs> uh, all about how to keep our little teeth because I think, has anyone else battled the teeth brushing monster at the end of the night? Ooh, no. raise a hand. Yeah. Yeah, no. They're all angels. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Our kids are our kids are angels, obviously. Um, yeah. Yeah, right. One out of two ain't bad. So, um, well, I think the very the first question is that that we kind of came up with is when should be the very first dentist appointment. So the Academy of Pediatrics recommends seeing the dentist when the first tooth erupts fully or by the first birthday. So Whoa. it used to be, <laughs> oh, you know. How many people, how many people, we, we've got a, a few people in the room, how many people have missed that mark? <laughs> Ooh, every hand and it's not room. uncommon it's yeah. not uncommon you know I would say years and years ago it was believed or not believed it was the norm to bring your child to the dentist closer to like three years of age yeah but now I feel like in the last five to ten years they've really pushed that uh, earlier just because they, prevention is now more the focus before right. it used to be kind of you know we would see the kids at three years old and at that point defensive yes, less, more, more than it was proactive. more treatment because at that point you know we hadn't intervened you know we weren't kind of promoting the prevention side of things right and we were seeing a lot more treatment so we found getting in there a lot earlier closer to one or when those first teeth are erupting and you know instilling the good habits that's what you know made the biggest difference in, in preventing decay and and prevention. And are you finding it that it's difficult for that people don't know? I mean, obviously, we're in a room surrounded by moms who didn't know who missed that mark. Mm -hmm. Is that does that make your job as a dentist more difficult? It does. It does. <laughs> and a lot of you know, a lot of moms are like, well, he only has one tooth. Like, why do I need to bring him in? He's not gonna, you know, you're gonna clean one tooth to bring him into the office. But, you know. 
most of the time when they're that young, we actually aren't even doing full cleanings. It's just kind of bringing them in, letting them get a feel for the office. Um, we do, like, I'll do an exam on, on the, the patient or your child to see, you know, make sure things are developing properly, checking the gums, making sure there's no cysts or anything, you know, out of the ordinary. Um, and really, it's it's answering your questions you know a lot of parents have the questions of when do we start brushing do we use what type of toothpaste um, you know my child sucks their thumb or has a pacifier habit you know when do we need to start worrying about this so those are all things that we can address in those first visits and all of those will come up today in today's conversation um, so I have a quick thing for yes, you Sarah, so I actually called a pediatric dentist when my kids started developing their teeth really <laughs> rapidly they told me not to come in until three. Really? I was told that too, like a month ago. Well, no, I guess like six months before. Wow. Which is so, crazy because mine's been calling me nonstop, <laughs> asking me, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? And I'm like, I'm coming. I'm just mom lifing it. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, no, we don't take yeah. until they're three. Wow. That's and crazy. it was a pediatric dentist? Yes. Wow. All right. So, I mean, it might be different schools of thought. You know, I'm obviously, I graduated residency. Uh, three years ago now. I've been practicing for five years here in the area. Um, and the schooling, I'm sure, now has changed versus, I mean, I don't know who the dentist was that you went or tried. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. it may be also like, you know, generational differences right. and, you know, how we're taught in school. That's true. Um, but yes, definitely the American Academy of Pediatric Dentists really, really emphasizes and pushes to have the children in at one and you know at least at my office we don't charge for like the first visit we call it like a well baby visit oh really that's important yeah, so you guys know. come in <laughs> yeah you just come on in you know hang out with us for a little bit you know in the that's morning. important because you know obviously as moms we've talked about this in other topics that we've discussed that you know <clears throat> mom life is expensive mm -hmm. and 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 especially with dentistry that isn't covered most of the time by normal medical insurance it can be it can get it can get up there and I think that that's might be some of the apprehension that moms have to bring in so early mm -hmm. but that's so great to know they, they don't even charge for the first visit um Christine did you have a question so I actually have two that kind of go together um how often so for adults I know it's like every three or every six months how often do we take our children to the dentist so after the first initial visit and all is clear? We do recommend, just like adults, every six months. Okay. Um, if there's things that we see that are a little troubling, um, if you know your child has a cavity or something that we're watching, we might bring them in a little more, more often. Uh, but we typically will bring the child in every six months to do cleaning then. Exactly. And then um, we're always, you know, lectured to brush twice a day you know mm -hmm. morning and night yes. is that the same for kids or do we do more the exact same okay the exact, i mean if you if you're able to do more yeah, well. definitely <laughs> but at least twice a day is recommended once that first tooth comes in the mouth that's all you need that you know the tooth is there it can get a cavity okay if the child is having um regular foods just like the foods that we eat on a normal day-to-day -day basis you know other than breast milk that that child is susceptible to yeah we kind of have a routine where like if mommy's brushing her teeth you know she'll come in and she knows to just sit down because I don't want her walking around with a toothbrush in her hand <laughs> um but I'll put the toothpaste on and you know she she I'll do it my way and then she just sits there and just gnaws on it and I'm like oh this is cute I like this <laughs> cute bonding yeah and it's perfect and the earlier you start the better because just like with anything getting it part of the routine and making them used to doing it like with my son my son is a year and a half and he knows we take a bath at night right after the bath we go ahead and brush our teeth and he's so used to it now because obviously with me I started it right when I saw right. that too. <laughs> so and it's not easy I mean even for my son some days he's totally on board with it other days I'm literally having to put him on the bed and hold 
his arms down so I can get in there and brush it. Unfortunately, it has yeah. to be done. No, just like true. you would want to go to bed with your teeth, you know, brushed. And I know a lot of parents are like, oh, he doesn't let me, you know. And I, I now that I'm a mother and I've gone through it, like, I empathize with it. But sometimes we just got to be tough and we got to put him down on that bed yeah, and yeah, we just got to get, true. you know, brush those teeth. And finding new creative ways to do that, too. I mean, I, I really struggle with that with my son, uh, you know, trying to get him to let me yes and do and not just do it but to do it right like to to actually brush more than one tooth on the front corner mm -hmm. you know um and and finally you know we kind of tried a different thing we tried pinning it on we tried on the the changing table and then yeah. in the bed and then the thing and he's just too busy eating the the toothpaste <laughs> you know like all the things but then i i tried this I tried when he was in the bathtub he loves the bathtub so whatever your kid loves you know and so I would say hey uh you love the bathtub well if you don't brush your teeth I started brushing his teeth in the tub well if you don't brush your teeth and you don't open wide for mommy then you're gonna have to get out of the tub yep. yeah. and um and it obviously wasn't like a horrible threat but to him it really mattered to him because I took something that mattered to him and was like hey and and it's really helped us. And I think that overcoming that challenge is really hard. Um, Mandy, did you have a question? Well, I was just going to say one of the challenges I see new moms facing, especially moms that breastfeed or nurse their babies to sleep, is the babies are getting cavities. Mm -hmm. Is there a way, I mean, to not have to wake your sleeping baby up, brush their teeth? Like, what do you do in that type of... What I usually recommend, because obviously we promote breastfeeding and it's wonderful. So mm -hmm. I... And this is something I did because it is difficult. My son, when he was breastfed, when I was breastfeeding him, he would literally, especially at nighttime, just fall right asleep and yeah. you don't want to wake him up. What I would tend to do is, you know, we usually, you don't have to get the toothbrush, but we say getting like a, a washcloth and I would keep that just like a damp washcloth by me. I usually breastfed at, on my bed at night. Um, and then I would take that washcloth before I unlatched and just squeeze that in and wipe those teeth as, as best as I could. That's a great, that's so that, great right advice. Right as you're unlatching, because that tends to, you know, he's still stirred a little bit, but since you're doing it right in that moment, you're able to kind of just get in real quick and then just... And, and something is better than nothing. Exactly. I think Sam, exactly. did you have a question? Yeah, um, <laughs> which was little, little. I found this, like, finger toothbrush yes. thing. Is that, like, good? Those are fantastic. And we actually, at our office, we have, um, like, these, they look like little socks, but they're for your finger. And that's what I also would use. And I would just wet it. It's always good to have, like, when it's a little wet. And the same thing. Just get a little toothbrush or the little finger sock and just... And now she's very much into doing it herself. Yeah. I know it's not very good. <laughs> well, I, I would say that my son can start, but mommy has to finish. And I also found that something that helped me personally was I switched over to an electric kid's mm -hmm. toothbrush. I so, tried, it freaked her out. <laughs> she panicked, she was like, eh. Well, I found that because even if it's a brief amount of time, I could get more done in a short amount mm -hmm. of time. I wouldn't have to go as long and I could get what I needed to get. I mean, and now, so he starts and sucks basically every ounce of toothpaste and swallows it because two-year-old. Because, yeah, and, 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 then, but, and he goes and he'll, and, he'll start oh yeah i'm doing it which he does absolutely nothing for his own teeth and then mommy finishes and he has to go cheese and ah mm -hmm. he has to sing cheese and ah so you know i think that it's very much the repeating theme of something you know um the right way for you christina did you have a question okay. um what's your opinion of the fluoride treatments now oh, but I was yes. or, uh, <laughs> or you know, when you go in and so do you really think or have you found that that really is helping prevent 
floor treatments that we do in office or no, is no, it? No, I don't want to do Oh, at the peak, so, yes. Yeah, yes, I think it's very beneficial. Um, you know, getting that fluoride treatment at such lo long intervals like that, it's a safe amount of fluoride that's given. But that fluoride, when kids' teeth come into their mouth, they're still kind of developing. So getting that fluoride exposure early on helps that fluoride integrate into the tooth and it makes it more resistant to decay. Um, so a lot of the research has definitely you know, promoted it, has proven that it does that. So and, especially and with nothing dangerous side effects wise? Correct. Okay. okay. The, the, the amount that's put in those little wells with the fluoride, the varnish or the whatever gel or it is that they're using, um, it's a concentrated amount of fluoride that is safe for whoever's going to be ingesting it for the children. Um, especially since our water here in this area is not fluoridated, Jupiter water is not fluoridated, Palm Beach Gardens is not fluoridated, really the kids here don't get any fluoride exposure other than what is in the toothpaste that you guys provide them at home and these fluoride treatments. And I've seen a lot of fluoride-free toothpaste. Like what, yeah. what do, wh why, why would they make fluoride-free if that wasn't a concern for parents? So fluoride-free <laughs> is a fantastic tool for children to use. So what I do with my son is I have both. I usually put the fluoride free on the toothbrush beforehand and let him brush with that. Okay. And then I put that little, well, so for kids under the age of three, it's recommended that you only put like a little rice size amount. Right. Like literally a little smear on the end of their toothbrush of fluoride toothpaste for kids under three. Um, and that's a safe amount because obviously kids that age are going to swallow that toothpaste. Right. They're not, they don't know to spit out. Um, but I'll have him do the non-fluoride and then I will go through, do a little smear of fluoride toothpaste and rub it on his teeth. What brand do you use? I use the Tom's. Yeah, he likes that strawberry flavor. <laughs> I, have, I have Hello. Hello. That's the, oh, that's the name of the yeah, brand. That, yeah, that one. Yeah, is it's good like too. a watermelon thing, and yeah. he's obsessed with it. On is every Tom's the fluoride one or the non fluoride? They make both. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. And the strawberry one is a, it's a hit flavor with all the kids, I will tell you. <laughs> Lady, did you have a question? Oh, perfect. Okay, awesome. So, Christine. So, I had a question on. Like, you know, they tell you to sing happy birthday when you're brushing your, I mean, brushing your hands, washing your hands. What do you do? How long do you brush their teeth for? So you, sh you should still brush for about two minutes. Obviously, a kid who has only two or four teeth in the front, that's really at your discretion. You want to brush as long as it takes you to get to brush the front surfaces, the chewing surface, and the back side of those teeth. Um, so obviously, the two-minute rule is not going to take into effect for that. What about like, are we trying to get their gums or from their mouth, their tongue? Yeah, so a lot of mistakes that we see with people brushing is, uh, you, you know, sometimes it's a fight to kind of get in there and it's difficult to see, especially kids' mouths. And sometimes what I recommend is laying the child back, like on a, I know a lot of people like to stand in the bathroom, but sometimes laying them back like on a chair or on the bed allows you to see the upper back teeth a lot easier. Um, but the gum line, brushing along that gum line is the most important. Um, because that plaque and the food really builds up along that little edge of gum that goes around your tooth and that is what we see a lot of, you know, where we see a lot of buildup and what we're, most of the time, what we're cleaning when we, they come in and do cleaning. When do you start flossing their teeth? Because my kid's dad is like a Gnostic. He started flossing their teeth when they were like one. And I'm like, is this yeah. That may be a little early. I don't early. want to floss their teeth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, if the child tolerates it, I think, like with anything, I, like I was saying, the earlier the better. You don't really usually need to start flossing until typically around the age of like four or five. The reason being is at that age, that's when the back teeth tend to start to shift and the the contacts between those teeth close. So we floss because, you know, 
the teeth are now tight. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, when you have spacing, there's not really a need to floss other than kind of just getting the child used to it. Um, and that's also the reason why around that age, and we always check, around that age, that's when we start taking x-rays of the back teeth because I no longer can see the, you know, the, those surfaces because now those teeth are touching. Did anybody else just breathe like a sigh of relief when she said that age? Because I totally thought she was going to say three. And I was like, I can't do it. I cannot do it. And that's for most kids. I mean, obviously, some people who have smaller mouths, their teeth might be touching earlier on. But the average is usually around that age. And, 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 and also something that, um, so my son chipped his front two teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, which I would love to ask you about what, what tell our listeners what you do for chip suits. Cause it, even though it's in some cases kind of rare, like because teeth are so strong, it actually happens. I've talked to multiple moms who've had chip, right. It happens all the time. <laughs> so part one, you know, what do you do for chip tooth? And two, I think one of the things that surprised me the most when I went in to take my son was that he, um, they, you know, they, they take you lying down. So, which we as adults don't even give thought to, but as a child I found was very difficult for Mm -hmm. my son. And um, they gave me a great tip of like starting to brush teeth upside down. So laying him one way, standing behind the head Mm -hmm. and starting, like he had so much fear of that in the the chair. And they, they said to try that method at home to kind of get him used to someone standing behind his head, which is very disorienting. Do you have any tips on kind of how to extend that and like, how to make them more comfortable and what, and also what to do with a chip tooth. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely kind of like what you're saying would recommend brushing the, ch- like on the bed, brushing him like that, or, you know, brushing the child in that way, just so that they get comfortable to that space. Most kids that age, they get nervous regardless, right. just because it feels like they're falling. Yeah. And so what I do a lot of times at, at my office is, for the little ones that I can tell are a little nervous in that way, is I'll lay the chair back first and then have them hop on and they lay down, like they're gonna lay down in bed by themselves. Oh yeah. So that's okay. sometimes a little less scary than the chair going back and you're like, where is this going? Like, right. you know, you're yeah. dropping down the space. That's a good, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point. Um, but in regards to the chip tooth, you know, we do see that often. Um, it's a very common injury, especially when the kids are first starting to learn to walk and they just, trip over every single little thing even their feet yes so um you know if it's a tiny little chip where you know there's not a lot of bleeding going on on the gum tissue and it's just like a little small little chip on the tooth if you for something like that you know you can come into the office depending on the child's age we can either if it's bothering them we can kind of shave down the tooth a little bit so it's a little smoother usually when something breaks it always kind of gets has like jagged edges edges. and it can be a little irritating to the tongue so if it's something minor we'll just kind of smooth it out so it's more comfortable for them if it's a bigger chip then you know we might discuss bonding or putting like you know a little white filling on the tooth just to make it look like a normal tooth again but again that depends on the age and what about and what about the the graying of the teeth is there a way to kind of battle that not so much so the graying of the tooth happens it's kind of I like to explain it as as like a bruise that the tooth has Um, over time a lot of it will kind of go away Um, but sometimes the color change is also an indication that there might be something else going on so whenever a tooth gets bumped it irritates the nerve of that tooth and so that nerve essentially just like any like a grown-up tooth can essentially die and could lead to an infection, need a root canal, things right. like that. So, you know, in most cases, that color change that we see, it tends to dissipate over time, but it could also be, you know, an underlying... Yeah. Right, know. something and else. The mom failed for me when my son was two. He nosedived out of the crib. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, 
we had just moved into the house and we were putting up a ceiling fan and he took a nap and I left the ceiling fan sitting in the middle of the floor. And he woke up from his nap and I didn't know he could climb out of his crib. And oh, he yeah, was scared. Dive straight into the metal ceiling ah! fan. Blood, <laughs> swelling, the whole nine yards. And then when I took him to the ER, they were like, well, there's nothing we can do. His teeth after he chipped the tooth, thinking that I would do more damage, mm -hmm. and the and the pe and the the dentist was like, actually, that's completely opposite. Brush the teeth, mm -hmm. like yeah. because Keep everything it, healthy around it, it can actually mm -hmm. prevent. Mm -hmm. It can help to prevent the the the, the graying. Uh, Sam, did you have something? Yeah, I have two things actually. My daughter like loves to like close her mouth as tight as she can. This just happened up, uh, last week when we went to the pedi uh, the pediatrician for the fluoride thing. So it's hard. We're working on it. But the other thing is like. I don't really want to know the answer, but I know I need to know the answer. <laughs> like so many things in She mom. just turned two a week ago. I wonder if I have to give up the passport. Oh. And, and my mom. fear, can I tell you my biggest fear of all, because it happened to my sister, is my mom gave up the passport when she was two, and then she went to thumb, and she's like, I can't cut yeah. her thumb. <laughs> so this is my... Oh, my you definitely don't want it to go to thumb. I don't want it to go I to have a thumb sucker right now, and I'm already starting to work on them, because those are one of the most difficult habits I was to break. A thumb <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I feel you on the pacifier game, man. Mine's two, mine's two and a half, and I, I still... I, and I'm like, so he's only doing it at night, but man, I feel like... Oh, like he loves it so much, though. I'm trying to transition out. Like a couple, yes, couple days ago, I was like, okay just bad in car because I can't hear, handle the screaming in the car. And then it happens like she has it all day still. So like. So typically what we say is around the age of two to start weaning them off um, slowly. Okay. So at your own pace, um, like what you said, you know, you want to kind of limit it to nap times, bedtimes, and then it's only bedtime and then yeah, I'm just at bedtime right now. Mine's two and a half. <laughs> so I'm you're just close. at bedtime. You're close. But the idea of taking it away from bedtime makes me so sad. I'm, and it, well, no, not even that. Like that's part of it, and I definitely don't want to. Like I, I did that whole game with, with the not sleeping, and I don't want to go back. But like, it's just so sad. He loves that thing. <laughs> I, I love it. Mine just got rid of him. He's like, I'm done. Yeah, I get it. We typically say by three. See, but my son, I, but my son, you know what though? I, I, but I feel, I, I feel conflicted about the binky fairy. I've heard about it, but if I tell my son, because I know this to be true because I've done it with other sure. things with him, sweetheart, we're going to give the passy over to Santa Claus or the binky fairy or koozie watsits, whatever. <laughs> we're going to give it to children who need it. I'm going to give him every reason in the book. He's going to go, Okay, mommy. And ten minutes later, Passy. Right. For sure. My son would be like, "Thank you, mommy, Passy." <laughs> <laughs> 
so we did it for for my eldest. We did it for Santa Claus, and she had to give Santa her pacifier the night before Christmas. Genius idea, How right? How old was she though? She was about two and a half. Genius idea. Except then my child had to go to bed on Christmas Eve screaming, <laughs> wanting her pacifier. So I poured a very tall glass of wine and turned on the baby camera and just sat there and waited until she was done screaming and fell asleep. And the next morning she got, um, Santa Claus left her light up rain boots where she had left her passy and it was done. It was over, it was complete, oh, and we had so weaned down to just um, just at nighttime, not even during naps, but yeah. nighttime only. We had weaned down to that, and it, luckily she didn't come out of it hating Santa Claus. So okay. I've actually Santa had a few moms me. tell me they've had a lot of success taking all the binkies or the passies to Build-A-Bear and throwing the passies in the Build-A-Bear. With, with, and, then, sure. and they just have that comfort of knowing that it's there. And my I've kid is savage, I don't know. <laughs> I've gotten a lot of good feedback from that. I and I, I think I think it's a great idea, but I just think that But I might cut it open when she's screaming in the middle. I'm done. Uh, yeah, I, I just think and that's my biggest fear about it. Like that people talk about Sienna or the Binky Fairy or whatever, and I feel like because I say, okay, we're gonna do this, and we have these conversations all the time about a myriad of different subjects, mm -hmm. and he'll be like, okay. And then two minutes later. Passy, <laughs> you know, like, uh, yeah, yeah, me, please, you know. So I, I think that's, I think that's a crazy, but it's such a common question, right? Mm -hmm. well, what about the thumb sucking moms? How do we wean yeah. them off of that? That oh, one is not God. as okay. easy. That one is not. So the first thing I like to tell moms to start with is like a reward system. So you never want to punish a child for these types of habits. It's always you want to reward them. So you can do like sticker charts, um, things like that that will kind of, you know, positive reinforcement. Um, if that doesn't work, typically by the age of three, if either of these habits is not stopped, what we usually recommend for thumb suckers is we have like this little paint that we can kind of put on the thumb, and it tastes really, it's awful. Oh it my tastes God. disgusting. I it's tried this for bitter. nail biting, and I guess me and my kid are both stubborn as mules, because <laughs> I put it on, it did not work for me. So for some people who aren't, I guess, as stubborn, yeah, it works right. pretty well. So. Um, if that isn't a, a success what you can also do is believe it or not on Amazon they actually make like thumb guards really um, where it's like plastic guards that go over the thumb and you put it on most of the time they do it like when they get tired right it's usually at night time and definitely um, at night like so these the night. thumb guards you can place on them and you just put it on right before bed and it doesn't allow them Wow, that's thumb. amazing. Who knew? <laughs> they thought of Sometimes nothing happens and they just have to grow up. <laughs> that's true. That's true too. My brother sucked his fingers till he was like four. I sucked my thumb till I was eight. Oh, yeah. That's a, yeah. The goal is to try to stop the habit before the permanent teeth come in. Once those permanent teeth come in, you start causing a lot of changes that is not easy to fix on its own. You definitely have to get braces involved. And yeah. It's usually a lot more extensive trying to correct something like that that's gone on for so long. Yeah. yeah. What if it's a chewing the finger situation? Because I think it's more teething related. So my trach baby, he chews on one finger. Like it's calloused right now. And he just chews on it. Doesn't suck on it. Just chews. Hmm. Well, it could be related to teething. I mean, once well, he's done teething, it for over a year. Oh, so no. so it's, it's I mean, he's always teething. He's yeah, getting yeah, two-year-olders right now. 
But um, I mean, I think I would handle that similarly to like how a thumb sucking habit is. Um, I would probably do all those same steps. Sometimes people too, depending on the age of the child, if they're pretty young still, you can put like a sock over their hand or you can put a yeah, long sleeve mittens, shirt on. Yeah, 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 yeah. long sleeve shirt on. Some people just tie a knot at the end, even though I know it's Florida and it gets very hot. But um, those are all little techniques that you can try at home. And if worst case, you can always you know come and speak to us and we can. Uh, talk about other options in terms of like putting things it's in. Gonna it's not going to mess up his teeth as bad though, right? Because he's not sucking. It shouldn't. But if he's it's just like if, on the side. Yeah, but depending on how long he has his finger in there and he's putting pressure in that area, it's all about the time and the pressure. Um, so if he's sitting there, you know, pushing or is if there's any type of sucking, then it might cause some changes just in that area. Um, I don't think it would be as bad as a full-blown thumb sucking, but but it's possible. When Mike was really little, he would chew on his whole hand, and his whole hand would get chapped. Mm-hmm. And I found this, my babysitter actually found this mitt at Target. Oh, yeah. And you can put it on the shoulder. Yes, and it's yeah. rubber on the end. For sure, I've seen it. My uh-huh. son had it. It was great. And it was perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shay, did you have a question? Uh, I just have one real quick one about um, teeth coming in in the order. So, of course, you know, we're moms, we're always on Google, and we're, you know, we're doctors ourselves, aren't we? <laughs> so, Dr. Google told me the other day that my child's teeth are coming in out of order. Is that normal? So, th- normal is typically the order that you see, but everybody's different. So, my nephew, actually, he ended up only getting his front right tooth and his his front tooth on the right side. So both two, two front teeth on the right side, and he only had those teeth in for about six months. Wow. And those other ones did not come in, and my sister-in-law was freaking out. But they ended up coming in. So that's why we usually push to have the earlier visit, because we can kind of feel the bone and the jaw and see if there's teeth there, because one big concern is, are those teeth missing? Well, that was my first thought. Exactly. When so the other teeth started coming in, I was like, just, oh my gosh, did she, does she have them? <laughs> and just because they're coming out of order doesn't necessarily mean that. It just might be a little bit of a delay in the eruption of those teeth, but sometimes it does mean that. So, yeah. I originally thought that was weird, and now I wish that my baby would have had teeth so that I could just skip the teething. Get it over with. We have about one more minute, but, sure. we, but uh, that why not Oragel? So the gels themselves, you know, it's not specifically Oragel the brand. It's the concern about having any type of anesthetic in those mm-hmm. gels. So it's not just Oragel. There's other gels out there that if they have anything that says numbing, benzocaine, those types of chemicals, um, those are numbing agents. And what happens is, you know, you're, you're rubbing those on those gums, the child swallowing it that's where we run into problems, right? okay? Because that then is getting absorbed into their bloodstream and depending on the amount that is given, it could cause issues okay, body-wise. Respiratory exactly. Um, but for teething, just to address that question, you know, what we usually recommend is doing like the cool teethers, you know, putting them in the refrigerator, cool washcloths, mm-hmm. obviously the Tylenol, fever below 101 is completely normal with teething. So um, give Tylenol or don't give them You can Tylenol. give Tylenol. This is a big, well, you, big question. I would say you, and this is what I did with my son, if they are running a slightly low-grade fever, if they're extremely f- fussy, if it's not allowing them to sleep, that is when I gave Tylenol to my son. Me I wasn't too. giving him Tylenol around the clock. Mm-hmm. I don't like giving a lot of medications unless it's warranted. Um, and sadly, with teething, it's kind of something all the, we all, all, all us moms have to go through. There's not, you know... A cure to it, exactly. Yeah, it's tough. Well, it's not easy. Mom, say, 
tunnel every day. And yes. I'm like, at what point yeah. you know, yeah. is it too much? Unfortunately, we are completely out of time. I um, I know that this is a conversation that we'll be having again. Like many of the topics we've covered uh, in in other episodes, we there's so much, so many different avenues you can go down. Um, Dr. Benitez, thank you so much for chomping into this issue no, with us course. here. Thank you guys. <laughs> and um, and and tell me just uh, very briefly, we want to tell our listeners where they can find your practice, Pediatric Dentistry of Jupiter. Yes, we are uh, located in Jupiter. We're on Indian Town, um, close to military, right near that Wendy's up there. In perfect, Jupiter. perfect. Yeah. Um, so after you eat Wendy's, you can come get your teeth checked for all. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you again for being no, here. Thank you, Everybody, guys. thank you so much for listening. And we're so glad that you could be a part of this Mom's Night In. Thank <laughs> you.